This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. The Ontario budget comes down at 4 p.m. today. And back in the old days, there used to be massive secrecy around this, but no more. The Liberal government has been releasing budget measures piecemeal over the last couple of weeks, uh, I think, in an attempt to get as much mileage as possible. So we already know about some of the things that will be in the document, excuse me, this afternoon. Uh, For instance, we've already seen measures to cool the hot housing market in the GTA. We've seen more money for home care and for daycare. Uh, They've announced that they want to have a public transit tax credit for seniors. And we are expecting more money for hospitals to ease overcrowding, though we haven't seen that yet. I want to know what you think of these measures. Uh, One of the things that the Liberals really have been trumpeting is the fact that this is going to be the first uh, balanced budget in a decade. Uh, Does that make you uh, approve of the government more? Will it bring you around, back around to the Liberals if you have strayed? What do you think of it? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. I also want to know if any of these measures affect you directly or there's anything else that you're hoping for. The Ontario PCs have a lot to say about it. Basically, they say that according to their accounting, the budget balance is a sham. So to get some details on that, let's go to Todd Smith, the PC energy critic. Hello. Hi, Libby. Great to join you again. And I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, all the, the <laughs> wait a minute. I was quoting here. you. I, did, <laughs> I was quoting you. Go it, ahead. You know, it, it, it's funny, though, when you were talking about the fact that the, the cat is sort of out of the bag here and the government has, has spilled the beans already. It's kind of like... Um, uh, anticlimactic uh, the budget this afternoon because uh, so much of it has already been released and I, I was thinking of an analogy it's got it's kind of like a blind date you never go on a blind date anymore because of all of these internet dating sites that exist you know exactly what you're getting into now so um, but certainly the budget that's being delivered today um, is an artificial uh, balanced budget um, for for a number of different reasons uh, the government's not dealing with the structural deficit that exists in the province, and that's not Todd Smith, the uh, PC Energy critic, saying that. This is the independent uh, financial accountability officer here at Queen's Park who's saying that. So uh, they're using the one-time sell-off mm-hmm. of assets like Hydro One and LCBO and OPG properties um, to make it look like they're balancing the budget so that they can go on a spending spree leading up to the election in the spring of next year. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, got to say it's worked for them before. <laughs> Well, I guess, Um, but I don't think we've ever had uh, a premier that has been this 
unpopular is that a word um her 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 poll numbers have been plummeting down to actual uh, single digits in approval ratings and they're desperate for some kind of a bump in the polls they didn't get it from their fair electricity scheme that they announced 8 weeks ago and and they didn't get it from their housing crisis uh, scheme that they released last week so maybe the budget's going to be the answer but i think a lot of people have made up their mind and and want change in ontario because life has certainly gotten a lot harder under this liberal government over the last 14 years. Well, um, it's interesting you mentioned that they didn't get the bump uh, from the break that they're offering on hydro rates, but those haven't taken effect. And and magically, uh, by the time the election rolls around, people are really going to notice it. That's that's my take on it. Well, that, that's entirely possible, but uh, the announcement, I guess, that they made didn't give them the bump that they were looking for. And you know what? We're still waiting to see if the details of this scheme are actually going to appear in today's budget, because they made the public announcement uh, seven or eight weeks ago, but we still don't have legislation uh, before us at Queen's Park on how they're going to make it happen. We do know that they're going to create a heck of a lot more debt um, over at OPG as a result of the announcement, and ratepayers are going to be on the hook for that. Uh, electricity customers are going to be paying $25 billion in interest. So, um, And their are, kids. <laughs> this is new debt, actually, that, that, that isn't going to appear on the province's bottom line today, um, but it's new debt that's being created by the government. Okay. Now, it, it's your job in opposition to critique things, but yes. uh, one of the complaints we hear about your party is that you haven't really told us what you would do. Yeah, and I, and I argue that because, especially on the energy file, we've announced that we would stop uh, the Green Energy Act. We would stop putting up these sole-sourced, highly subsidized renewable energy projects. We would stop the sale of Hydro One. We would look at executive compensation, which is paying the Hydro One president and CEO $4.6 million a year, totally out of whack with his counterparts uh, across the country in provinces across the country. Uh, and that's just one example. Um, you know, when it comes to the housing crisis, We've talked about the supply that needs to be addressed, and, and the government really didn't do that. They just slapped another new tax on foreign investment, and, and is that really going to have uh, the effect? They need to do more than that, and we've addressed a plan around the housing crisis as well, and certainly when it comes uh, to the finances of the province, Dick Fidelli, who's in the lockup right now with uh, our leader, Patrick Brown, um, you know, they've talked at length about our, our budget asks and, and what we need to do to get spending under control, because uh, the government clearly isn't doing that. And again, this is pretty much any expert that you talk to, a, a financial professional in Ontario is saying the government isn't doing what needs to be done. They're just uh, masking over this structural deficit this year uh, with the sell-off of Hydro One and, and LCBO. And well, the, the economy is doing pretty well. Uh, what about the measures that they have introduced. I mean, it's very difficult for young families. They're offering more daycare spaces, which a lot of people need. Uh, they're talking about a, a little bit of a tax credit for public transit, for seniors. They're talking about more money for hospitals. I mean, you know, we all know the stories of the bottlenecks in the hospital and the people, you know, on gurneys in the hallway. And uh, there's some more money for home care. What about those measures? You know what, uh, and, and, and all of those things sound uh, great on the surface, but what the government has been doing year after year after year is they put money into something, but then it gets eaten up in the giant bureaucracy that they've created, uh, whether it's in the healthcare sector or the education sector or even the developmental services sector. 
Um, is the money that they're investing making it to uh, providing the frontline services that people are depending on in the province? And I think anybody who works in these sectors and is expecting to get the services in these sectors can say that life is getting more and more difficult in Ontario under this Liberal government. It's getting harder and harder to get a childcare space. People are waiting on uh, waiting lists for years and years to get their long-term care bed uh, for their grandparents or for their parents. And, uh, you know, it's just getting more and more difficult, yet the money that the government is spending it continues to grow. Well, uh, so okay, here, let me let me just ask you something there, Todd, yeah. and uh, we're going to start uh, taking calls in a moment. Um, you know, you, I think you make a very valid point about whether the money gets to the front lines, mm-hmm. but... Just uh, from many years of observing government and how it works, uh, you know, that is something that's kind of controlled by the the civil service and the bureaucracy. I don't know, you know, if you came into power tomorrow, how uh, things would change in that way. You know, we have a health system that's siloed. There are many, many experts who say that that's the problem with the system. And yes, this government did create a whole other level of, of bureaucracy, but I, I'm not sure that that's something that can be solved well, and now they're by create, government. Yeah, the, now they're creating another whole yep, new that's level true. of bureaucracy underneath that new level of bureaucracy. So it's just more of the same. And I think the focus has to go from being on bureaucrats to being on frontline workers, whether it's in healthcare or education or whatever sector we're talking about. Uh, that has to be the target. That has to be the goal. And it starts from the top. It starts with, it starts with a government and a cabinet uh, that's paying attention to where the dollars are being spent. And year after year, um, since I've been here, uh, the Auditor General comes out each spring or, or whenever she comes out with that report, um, indicating just how many billions of dollars that our bureaucrats and our government are wasting and and the mistakes that they're making yet it continues to happen and it just seems like there's no one at the helm who's actually steering the ship um, and if they are steering it they're steering it directly into an iceberg mm-hmm. okay well um i'm going to take a call but i have to say it has ever been thus under uh, every government that i've ever seen so let's hear from michael in the car hi michael oh dear um yeah it's pretty loud but go ahead Oh, I just want to say every measure the wind government has taken in the last six months is nothing more than a cynical effort to buy votes. Instead of shrinking the bureaucracy, cutting spending, and doing something for the people of Ontario, they're acting in an entirely self-serving manner, trying to get re-elected yet again. And I hope, I really do hope that the voters in Ontario will not be fooled by these leeches leeches. Wynne and her cabinet must go. And I sincerely hope, too, that their pensions will be revoked. They oh, dear. <laughs> Good them. luck with that. They don't deserve them. They have screwed us. Okay, okay Michael, I think, we, I think we get your drift. Thanks very much for that. I hope you did. Okay. Okay, well, uh, that's interesting. Uh, you know, I have to say that... Uh, the question of whether what people are thinking about this government comes up very often here on Fight Back. And I also hear for a, from a lot of people who, say, who complain bitterly, uh, but, and then when you say, are you going to vote for them again, they say, well, I don't know. So, uh, you know, um, it was very interesting. There was a, an editorial piece written 
by Jamie Watt, who is a conservative strategist. And his message was, don't count Kathleen Wynne out, because uh, she's performed a couple of uh, sort of resurrection miracles in the past. Uh, Let's go to Maria in Etobicoke. Hi, Maria. Oh, hi. Good afternoon. Um, I was just telling your screener earlier that I do not vote um, in the provincial elections because when you look at the history of all the parties, none of them has the the moral right to point a finger at any one of them. And and after listening to him, it just confirmed my uh, my, um, opinion because, um, gosh, Mike Harris did it, you know, like sold the... um, uh, yeah, the uh, 407 and the, you know, the After Dark to make the books look good. And, you know, like, um, what do you call it? Um, Harper sold the... Um, well, Harper was shares, federal. Harper shares in GM at a loss to make the books look good. So all of them, are all, they all do it. Uh-huh. And but 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 Maria, honestly, I want to know how does how does not voting uh help change things? I mean your vote your vote I, is, I is kind of your weapon. I understand, but when you do not have a good if I had if I had my my wish and I had if, if I came across like Jimmy and I had one wish, I would it would be to corral all of them right now put them on an ice floor someplace and get new fresh blood in the place. That's what I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some people would argue that maybe Patrick Brown is fresh blood. Maria, thanks very much for your call. Okay, on an ice floe. I understand the frustration. I really do. Um, There's been one government in power in Ontario for the last 14 years, and that's Kathleen Wynne and Dalton McGuinty in the Liberal government. And I would just remind Maria that... Um, you know, when, when the Liberals took power, uh, we had electricity rates that were 4.3 cents a kilowatt hour, where job creators could actually create jobs, and jobs were being created here, and our economy was just humming along. Um, you know, and this is the kind of damage that occurs when you bring in ideological policy uh, like the Liberal government has brought in over the last uh, 14 years. Uh, we've seen it Taxes go up year over year. We saw the largest income tax in the province's history uh, with the health premium. We saw just recently the cap-and-trade tax brought in, which makes uh, all of our gasoline, natural gas, uh, more expensive. We saw the largest sales tax in the province's history, the HST, and, uh, and with the Green Energy Act, the soaring cost of electricity. So life is more difficult in Ontario because of decisions that were made by this government over the last 14 years. Okay, uh, we have time for one more call. Let's go to Lisa in Toronto. Hi, Lisa. Hi, good afternoon. You're on the air. Thank you. Um, In reference to what Maria was saying, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Uh Uh-huh. That's all i got to say. That's all you've got to say. Okay, um, Lisa and Marie and, and all the other people out there, there's just one thing I want to say. As, as Todd said, we understand your frustration, but really um, your vote, your franchise, that is the only way things have a hope of changing. Well, and and if you don't change. vote, you can be ignored because whoever gets in will have the reins of power. So, oh, I agree with you. As I say to my fiancé, because he didn't vote, and I say, well, then you have no right to complain. Oh, okay, voted, you do so vote? I bitch and complain as much as I want. Okay, good, you vote. Okay, and and we'll hear you complaining. Don't worry about it. Thank you. Okay, have a good weekend. Oh, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Okay, uh, uh, Todd, we're running out of time for this segment. What would you like to leave us with ahead of the budget? Well, again, I just want to reiterate that uh, while the government is saying that they're going to have an artificial balanced budget here today, the government's not saying that, but the FAO, the Financial Accountability Officer, is saying that. They're also saying that the government isn't dealing with the root cause. They're not dealing with the structural deficit in the province. We're going to spend more um, over the next five years. We're going to go right back into multi-billion dollar deficits uh, because the government isn't addressing the problem. They're throwing uh, this fake budget at us today so that they can spend more money and uh, try and recover Premier Wynne from her plummeting approval polls. And uh, that's what this is all about. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we will be talking to you and your colleagues over the coming days as we see what else is unveiled in this budget. Todd Smith, thanks so much. Libby, have a great day. Take you care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.